Chapter 37 of The Goddess of Atvatabar by William Richard Bradshaw. This LibriVox recording is in the public domain. Recording by Nigel Fisher. A Revelation. Alas for the brevity of earthly joys. The noble priests and priestesses had made a heroic effort to sustain Argeals, but a month's incessant labours had quite exhausted their powers, and the glorious island vanished with all its ideal sweetness. As if to intensify our sadness, when we reached Egyplosis again, we found the high priest Hushnoli impatiently awaiting our return to secretly report the proceedings of a late council of the king and government held in the council chamber of Egyplosis. I knew by the appearance of Hushnoli that something unusual had happened. He hesitated to unfold his secret until requested to do so by the goddess. It is a serious business, said Hushnoli and I have been commissioned by His Majesty to know the full meaning of the step both Your Holiness and His Excellency are about to take, and to see if there is no possibility of averting the terrible calamity that overhangs Egyplosis. Tell me, said Leone to the High Priest, what the Council has been discussing, and what it has determined upon. Your Holiness, said he, I should inform you that Koshnili, as Chief Minister of Atvatabar, has received a report from his winged spies, charged with the duty of watching the movements of His Excellency and retinue ever since their arrival in Atvatabar. His duty made it necessary to discover the real object of the illustrious strangers in visiting our country, and consequently their actions have been carefully watched and reported. And of course, said I, my constant association with the Supreme Goddess has led Koshnili to suspect me of designs inimical to the welfare of the kingdom. Listen to the report made by Koshnili, replied Hoshnili, who unrolled a document he held in his hands and read as follows. To His Majesty King Almeri Bulmakar of Atvatabar, greeting. Your faithful minister begs to report that his private Waylils have followed His Excellency the alien commander Lexington White and followers from their arrival in Kyoram until their reception at Egyplosis. The illustrious strangers, after landing on her soil, travelled by sacred locomotive from Kyoram to Kalnagur and were there the guests of Your Majesty, after which they attended a feast of worship to the Supreme Goddess in Bormidophia. The illustrious strangers were then received by Her Holiness in her palace of Tanjay. While lingering here, my Waylils from the ramparts of the palace saw His Excellency the alien commander in company with Her Holiness enter the silver pleasure boat. Their long-continued interview in the palace garden testified that a mutual affinity had drawn the illustrious personages together. From later observation, my faithful Waylils are convinced that in the palace garden of Tanjay was begun the awful possibility of a twin soul of our deity, and the alien commander and the consequent apostasy of the supreme goddess and her renunciation of Harakar. My faithful Waylils further report that while travelling on the aerial ship from Kalnagur to Egyplosis, they obtained further evidence of the consummation of a deific and alien twin soul. The principals sat apart from all others on a seat at the prow of the vessel, and the report of their conversation will justify your majesty in believing that a sacrilegious twin soul already exists in defiance of civil and religious law, her holiness and the alien commander being the illustrious components. Awaiting the further commands of your majesty, I remain with profound veneration, your majesty's faithful servant, Koshnili. I gasped for breath at hearing so brutal a dissection of our hearts. I was thunderstruck. I could only ask Hushnoli what he had to say on the situation. That you love each other I need not ask, said he. That may be taken for granted. But I might ask, do each of you fully recognise the position you stand in? Do you know that your conduct menaces the throne of the gods itself? I can understand the violence of love for a human soul in the breast of the goddess, but what of her renunciation of Harakar? 
if not already convinced i said i think her holiness will soon see that all this monstrous system of hopeless love is tottering on its throne it is an artificial society that must in time of its own accord crumble to pieces his majesty said the high priest has departed with his retinue to Kalnagur and has called a council of the government to consider the situation he held that the rank of the individuals who have offended against the sacred code of Advatbar and the monstrous impiety of defence itself constitutes a subject worthy of the most serious consideration of the government. His Majesty was extremely angry on hearing the report of Koshnili. He characterised Your Excellency's conduct as unworthy of the hospitality you have received and as involving the ruin of both the Supreme Goddess and yourself. What did Koshnili say when presenting the report? I inquired. Koshnili said that the affections of their beloved goddess had been withdrawn from their only legitimate object, Harakar himself, and had been appropriated not even by a holy priest of the temple, not even by an ordinary citizen, but worse than all, by an infidel, a heathen, an adventurer and a stranger, emanating from some terra incognita that might, owing to the fatal discovery of Atvatbar, one day send its hordes to ravage the country with fire and sword. The council, he continued, knew the penalty for such treachery and abuse of hospitality on the part of a desperate and fanatical stranger as well as such apostasy on the part of the goddess he demanded the immediate arrest of the guilty parties the king had sufficient evidence to convict and execute both individuals by reason of their high treason against both the government and faith of Atvatbar. did the king approve of koshnili's demand i inquired his majesty said hushnoli said that a matter of such importance required the greatest circumspection her holiness was known to be the most pious and popular supreme goddess that had ever sat on the throne of the gods and although it was evident she had insulted herakar still if the quiet expulsion of the strangers from atvatbar soil would prevent further disgrace of their faith and country he would prefer to issue a decree of expulsion rather than the decree for the arrest of both commander and goddess to reduce the possible calamity now overhanging the nation to the least possible proportions it would be necessary to act at once rather than to await the development of a more complete evidence of affection between the guilty parties admiral jolnar deprecated the violent measures advocated by koshnili and supported the idea of the king to quietly expel the strangers he said that if the decree of expulsion were entrusted to him he would see that it was carried into effect without delay the council could rely on the royal fleet doing its duty Koshnili was angry at his idea of immediate arrest not being acted upon. Suppose these strangers, he said, refuse to leave, and being warned by your royal mandate, so fortify themselves by stirring up an insurrection in favour of her holiness that might possibly defeat the royal arms, and in the end we ourselves be sacrificed by the present timid vacillation. The crisis is a serious one and demands a desperate remedy. The governor, Laldemir, said Hushnuli, rebutted the arguments of Koshnili. He pointed out that the laws of hospitality demanded that the strangers should receive consideration at the hands of the king, even if guilty. They might receive fair warning to depart, after which, if the commander proved contumacious, more stringent measures could be taken. Should the commander, in defiance of the royal mandate, endeavour to consolidate his affection for her holiness, doing further sacrilege to our faith, ecclesiastical law has the remedy of death for those who would dethrone our faith and lead our beloved goddess to take the irrevocable step of abandonment of her supreme office. After considerable discussion, it was decided to act on the suggestion of His Majesty the King that without bringing the matter before the Barodomy, a decree of expulsion be handed to Admiral Jolnar for execution on the parties to be expelled from the kingdom. The decree is already in the hands of Admiral Jolnar for delivery to Your Excellency. End of chapter 37